Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Friday, June 18th to today, Sunday, June 20th of 2021. I'm going to be really honest and just say that, like, I was really on top of keeping up with everything on Friday. And then Saturday, like, nothing really happened yesterday. And then today some things happened. And I've been busy all day, which is not super normal in my life, but it was wonderful. And so we're going to do like a little bit of a, I'm going to look things up while we're talking, while I'm talking and just like a hybrid kind of episode because that's what we have to do today. Um, And then of course tomorrow we'll be back to a well-researched podcast. But today I, guys, I just had like a social life this weekend, which doesn't happen very often, but I had one today. So um, we are just going to go through and we'll talk about... um, the events over the past couple of days. So with that, we are going to start with the Belgian royal family. Belgium on Friday. There were no events. Um, and I think it was the same for Saturday, but let me confirm that because there was something. Oh, it was yesterday morning. Okay. So on Saturday, um, King Philippe visited a, um, school building that I believe is in Antwerp, um, that was being, I believe it was being constructed, like it was under construction, um, and the school building collapsed. And so obviously this is causing a crisis, um, and emergency services are involved. Um, there are victims. I'm not, I haven't done, like I said, I haven't done a ton of research on this. Um, but let me, let me see what I can find here really quickly while we're, we're talking, um, you know, obviously this is a tragedy and it's not something that we want to talk about. Um, but I think it is important to try and get the details. So let me see what I can find here. So like I mentioned, this is, was a school that was under construction. So there were no students present, present um, but of the construction team, five were um, buried in the rubble of the collapse and lost their lives. Um, and there are nine other injuries, um, which is, you know, it's a tragedy. It's also a huge loss for the city in terms of the building. Um, the building will have to be demolished. Not that that is, um, anywhere above, you know, people who have lost their lives. Um, but it, it's certainly a very stressful situation. Um, so there was a search and rescue happening on Saturday to um, attempt to find 
remaining bodies, um, which is what King Philippe was, you know, he was not obviously searching, but there to um, support the teams that were, um, because it's a tragedy and it's hard and, um, you know, everybody needs to be taken care of. And so King Philippe was there to show his support for their mission and offer, you know, what support he could in terms of grief relief. Um, and so that's a super big deal and it's just very, very, um, very sad. So that is the only thing that was going on in Belgium today. Um, and so now we are going to go ahead and move on to the UK. was pretty interesting on Friday. So on the episode that went up on Friday, we talked about the launch of the Center for Early Childhood that the Duchess of Cambridge launched um, while we were kind of while I was recording a podcast um, on Thursday. So it was being launched at midnight and I just wanted to talk about it for the weekend um, before the weekend hit. So I didn't want to include it in today's episode. I wanted it included last week. Um, But then also on Friday, the Duchess of Cambridge took on a couple of different engagements to mark the launch, which I knew she would do, but I thought, well, we'll carry over the conversation. Um, So she visited on Friday the London School of Economics, where she partook in a roundtable discussion with leading academics and practitioners in early childhood development um, to discuss the need for something like this uh, center, which again is a research, it's kind of a think tank without the lobbying piece of what we all think of a think tank as. Um, It's a research center that will be focused on providing support in the best way that is uh, research-based and um, will be able to help parents raise their young children so that we can have mentally healthier healthier mentally mentally healthier I'm not sure how I want to say that um generations to come because of course that's so critical um and then she also at the Kensington Palace Cafe uh met with some of the parents that she has been speaking with to help continually shape her um understanding of what parents need um so obviously Kate is a parent of young children of children that are still in well I think only Louis is officially still in early childhood that zero to five but she has raised, you know, she is raising three and, um, but she's in an incredibly advantageous situation, obviously. Um, you know, her children do have nanny, a a nanny at least and one-on-one care and are very fortunate and, um, but still making sure that they're mentally well, um, is really critical, especially given the way that they're growing up. Um, you know, I think that's something that is more impactful now on raising royal children than was when, like, William was being raised or even, um, like, the younger generation of royals are being raised very differently than their parents um, for for the better in terms of their mental health long term, I would assume. Um, 
but you know they they do still have to make sure that their children are are okay mentally um, to cope with the rest of their lives but also they have a lot of resources and so Kate has been meeting with parents regularly to determine what they need Um, so she sat down with a few of them at the Kensington Palace Cafe to talk about the project um, and just ongoing conversations. So that is what was going on on Friday. Um, And then on Saturday, finally, it was the final day of Royal Ascot and finally Queen Elizabeth arrived and it was the most exciting. Um, She arrived to loud cheers and just utter excitement, uh, which of course, like I was thrilled when I saw her Um, at Ascot. She looked so happy. Um, Being at Ascot, of course, the queen is an avid horse race fan, and she owns horses that are raced. Um, Like, this is her passion. She loves it. Um, And so it was really lovely to see her be able to make it once um, this year. And it was just, it was very exciting. So, that is what was going on kind of officially, although I'm still not sure. Like, they never shared about Ascot officially. Um, and then today was Father's Day in the UK and other places, um, but in the UK. And it was also the um, Sandringham Half Marathon, which, if you're from the States, is 13.1 miles. And if you're from anywhere else that uses, you know, kilometers, it's... I think it was like 20.1 kilometers, maybe, because I looked it up, Um, but I don't remember now, of course. And so he, William, launched that because they must have been at their home in Anglesey. Um, And when he launched that, he did bring his children so he brought George and Charlotte with him so they were able to launch the race as well and it was just cute Um, but I'm not sure if that was an official engagement but I'm talking about it Um, and then I'm looking at the past couple of days of court circular so Queen Elizabeth's trip to Ascot did not make it on the court circular William's event today did not make it on the court circular Um, but I am gonna I obviously talked about them because well they happened. Um, and so we'll look at Friday's court circular. Um, and so on Friday at, uh, Clarence house, the Prince of Wales held a meeting, a video meeting with the Princess Trust International. Um, and then we have the Duchess of Cambridge's two events. Um, and so that is what was going on. So everything that we talked about, um, Plus a couple of fun little snippets in there. Um, I will not have uh, pictures of the Cambridge kids and William on the website just because it seems like it was more of a non-official event unless they add an addendum and then I will update the website to include that. But again, just try and only post about official events. Try and only talk about official events, but because I wasn't sure if these were official or not because I hadn't done that research yet, I talked about them. Um, but that's what that is. Um, and so now we are going to move on, um, to the Danish Royal family's events for Friday.
Denmark on Friday, there were a couple of um, really cool events that um, Crown Prince Frederick did and Crown Princess Mary did separately, but they're still very cool. Um, so first, Crown Prince Frederick was present for the ceremonial foundation laying for a new air base, um, which is the largest project in the history of the Danish Ministry of Defense. Um, and it is going to hold some, I think, 27 or so um, F-35s, which are fighter jets, I think. Um, my airplane knowledge is pretty limited, but I think that's what they are, are fighter jets. Um, and the Danish military has recently purchased quite a few of them, and so now they need a home. And they are having their home at this new airbase that Frederick um, laid the ceremonial first brick of. Um, which is wonderful. It's very cool. Um, but it was what I found very interesting. And you guys, I'm not a fashion person. I'm not like not a military aficionado by any stretch of the imagination, but Frederick was wearing a uniform that I have never seen him in before. Um, so he was wearing like the air force uniform, but I've never seen him in that. I've only seen him in, I would assume his Navy uniform. Um, and so it was really bizarre but kind of cool all the same to see him in that uniform. Um, but so that was his event. It was very cool. Um, and then also on Friday, Crown Princess Mary visited a senior care center with the Danish minister of social affairs. Um, so to my knowledge, this is like to my recollection, I should say this is the first care center visit that Mary has done, you know, even throughout the whole pandemic, but you know, some Royals did and, some royals did not in terms of visiting care centers. Um, but so she visited one today to kind of learn about how they handled the past COVID pandemic. I'm so sick of calling it a year because it's been over a year, like, um, but how they handled COVID and all the, the changes and, um, you know, they, in the, in the post that was shared, talked a lot about the creativity and flexibility that was needed to, um, figure out ways to make life good for the, the residents in the care facility. Um, and so these are, when, when we talk about them, they're like, if you're from the States, they're similar to assisted living where it's independent living with support people for the most part. It's not, like a, a nursing home. Some have been, but in this particular case, it wasn't a nursing home. Um, it was much more independent living situations with, um, like communal elderly centers where they also live. Um, which I think maybe are more common in this form in Europe. Um, than they are here in the States. I mean, they do exist in the States, but I, they don't seem to be as, as common to my understanding, but I also don't have anyone in my like immediate relation that needs them yet. Um, but it was a very cool event. It was very, um, because it hadn't happened throughout the pandemic. It was just you know, it felt really special. And so I thought that was awesome. Um, so that is what was going on with Denmark. Um, I don't think there was any, oh, you know what? There was, hold on. Let's take a look. I think there was something today. 
Guys, I'm not very good at having a half-finished script because I am reading off of it, or looking at it at least, and then I forget that there are things that I haven't talked about. Um, so let me see if I go here. Um, okay, so today the Queen Margrethe attended... Um, I can't figure out what play it is. Maybe it's called The Lighthouse, um, and it was at a outside theater in Tivoli, um, and it looks like, just going off of what I'm reading, it looks like Queen Margrethe was the costume and, um, scene, like, set designer for the performance, which is a thing that Margrethe does. She is very wonderfully crafty and um, has found like a little niche in terms of making costumes and set designs and art. Like um, she was the illustrator for the Danish translation of Lord of the Rings, I think. Um, maybe I, that... I think that's accurate for, like, a recent Danish translation, um, which is super cool. Um, so she's just very crafty and will do this. Like, um, a lot of winters, um, she'll do, like, Nutcracker, um, costume and set design. It's just wonderful, and I love it. It's such a fun little thing that she does. Um, and so she went to the performance today as, with her sister, uh, Princess Benedicti. Um, so that was wonderful. Um, so that is what was going on in Denmark. Um, I do think there was something going on in the Netherlands, but let me confirm that. I don't think it's a lot. It's anything that I can talk super like extensively about. Um, no, it is not. So Queen Maxima today took part in the presentation of the 10,000th Spark Scholarship, um, which is a scholarship uh, given by the Dutch Development Organization, which is given, it's called Spark, um, that provides scholarship for entrepreneurship studies to young refugees, um, from, uh, young Syrian refugees. Uh, that are, I think, in the Middle East and Turkey. Like, that's where they have found refuge. So, not a whole lot to talk about. A little bit more than a short segment, but um, that is the event for the Netherlands, included in the Danish section, because that's where we're at. Um, and so now, I think we're also going to skip Norway, um, because it was just our... Nope, we're actually going to Norway. Okay, let's go to Norway. <laughs> Norway on Friday, there were a couple of different events. Um, one that I can talk about a little bit more in deep in depth. Um, and then the other one is one that happens every week. So on Friday, King Harald was, uh, presented the 
Guard Watch, um, as well as the Brigadier Leap Schwank uh, honors to soldiers in the King's Guard. So I meant to do a little bit more research on this, um, but the King's Guard is, you know, the Royal Guard. There seems to be one in just about every country that we talk about. I'm the only two that I'm not sure of are Belgium and Sweden. Like, I don't know if they have specific military, like, military units or military forces that are categorized as royal protectors. So, like, in Spain, they have the Royal Guard or the Guardia Real, which translates to Royal Guard. In the UK, it's the Royal Guard. In Denmark, I think it's the Royal Guard or maybe it's the Queen's Guard. Um, And then in Norway, it is... um, King's Guard, as we just talked about. And so very similar to when Queen Margrethe of Denmark will do the watch parade. Um, this is a very similar thing that um, the King's Guard watch will be delivered by King Harald. It is a award given by the soldiers' peers um, who showed like the, the strong leadership of the younger officers. Um, and so I think it's a really cool thing. Um, it's a military ceremony. Um, I'm not sure if this is how it normally is or if it's a much bigger thing in, you know, pre-COVID life. Um, but it's certainly a very, uh, scaled down event where it was King Harold, the award winners in separate audiences, um, and the, like a mediator who kind of presented the watch or presented the, the, um, the Brigadier Leif Schonk honor, um, with King Harald, like overseeing. And then they would take a picture with the King. Um, it's a very cool thing. I do wonder what it's like in a non-pandemic world. I hope that we can find out soon-ish. Um, but I wanted to talk about that because it was a big week for King Harald and Queen Sonia, and it was wonderful to watch. And, like, I do love that he still had these events on Friday and, like, kept with them even after, um, you know, a, a week on the... Not that I think being on a yacht would be hard, but, you know, after a week kind of traveling, and I was very glad that they kept... That they had this event um, scheduled for this week. So that is what was going on in Norway. And then, of course, it was Friday. So there was the traditional um, Council of State meeting, which King Harald and Crown Prince Aquin also attended. Um, and so, with that, let's go ahead now and take this over to the Spanish royal family. Spain on Friday, uh, the entirety of, well, what I consider the entirety of the Spanish royal family, um, which I consider it one shy of, I think, what it officially is. But 
Anyway, King Felipe, Queen Letizia, the Princess of Astorias, and Infanta Sofia attended a ceremony delivering the Order of Civil Merit to Spaniards. Um, and this is a ceremony that happens, um, it's happened three times since King Felipe has been king, um, but it's always on or around the anniversary of his proclamation. It's a way to celebrate them. I do wonder if this means they're going to take them on more. So it seemed that they were just going to be like on um, bigger anniversaries. So first, fifth, um, but then like this one was for seventh, but also it was an extraordinary year. So a lot of the awards um, that were given out had relation to the pandemic and extraordinary work by Spaniards during the pandemic. And so the people who receive these awards um, are ordinary everyday Spaniards. They are they're teachers, nonprofit runners, like um, nonprofit directors, things like that, um, nurses, like the people doing the everyday grind who typically wouldn't get honored for it, but then this Order of Civil Merit um, came out for exemplary services to Spain in, you know, day-to-day -day life. Um, and so I'm not sure if this is something that, like, King Felipe kind of had created. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, but I don't know. That's just my assumption. I don't know if that's the case. Um, but the entire Spanish royal family attends. Um, I don't think the girls attended the first one because they were pretty little, but they've attended the last two. Um, so it was adorable. Um, I just think this week, this past week for the Spanish royal family was like amazing. Um, nothing can really top the like tour that they did last year of Spain and visiting all 17 communities, but like this was a pretty good week with the incoming state visit and football and ships coming from around the world. Like it was just a good week last week, and this was a perfect way to cap it off with the celebration of Felipe's seventh anniversary of his proclamation, um, which is crazy. Like every time there's an anniversary like this, I'm like, good gosh. I've been doing this for a long time. Like, I've only been talking about it for a little while, but I've been watching it all happen for a long time. Um, like, I can very clearly remember watching the proclamation and just, um, I think I had, like, I had just graduated college. That's for sure. I think I had pretty recently either started a job or was getting ready to start my first job out of college when this happened. Um, I, I don't quite remember the time frame, but it was just so wonderful. But I, I must have started my job because I can kind of remember like, oh, I have to go to work now. Um, I mean, I loved watching it and I watched it live. Like it was crazy down, um, but it was so great. And I just remember thinking, and still to this day, like I've watched it a couple of times since then, just as like background noise um, and to practice my Spanish, because that's a thing I do. I watch Spanish royal family events to practice my Spanish. I'm getting quite good. Um, but every time I'm just like so amazed by it because it, it was wonderful. 
Um, so that was the official seventh anniversary is June 19th. Um, so it was yesterday, but they held the event on Friday because y'all King Felipe needed a, like he needed a break. <laughs> um, he had been going for a week straight, which like I get is kind of normal for people and it's normal for them too. But like it was a lot last week and they were a lot of high profile events and like he was all over the country. Yeah. Last week. Um, so like give him a break. He's back tomorrow. I mean, he had Saturday and Sunday, but still, um, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what he wanted for his seventh anniversary as King is a break. No, I don't know if that's what he wanted, but that's what I've decided he wanted. Um, so that was their event over the weekend. Um, Everything else was super quiet. It does look like we have another busy week this week. Um, and next week, I know for sure, will be at least one exciting event, which I have to start preparing for. Um, and so that is what was going on in Spain. So now let's take a peek at the Swedish royal family. <laughs> Sweden on Friday there were a couple of different events um, so first King Carl Gustav held a meeting with the new governor of Jomtland County I think is how you say that I'm not entirely sure it has an umlaut over it um, and so this he had one earlier in the week and it was two new governors for the counties um, so they have both been recently elected or sworn in I'm not sure what the um, electoral process is for Sweden, um, in the county elections. So, um, he held those both on Tuesday and Friday. We talked about the one on Tuesday. Um, and then also on Friday, uh, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia presented the King's Medal for Merit in Swedish sports, um, to different athletes who have represented Sweden, exceptionally um in the past i think year um this is an award that was created in 2019 and so this may have been the first award there were some 2020 awardees but i don't think they received like a ceremony like this um and even this one was still pretty scaled down um and pretty casual but it was a ceremony nonetheless you know slowly but surely uh, things are feeling like they're a little bit back to normal with Sweden. Like, Sweden seems to be the furthest behind because they were the last to, like, catch on to this whole mandatory social isolation thing um, to keep COVID numbers down. So it is starting to feel like it's more normal um, again in Sweden. And... They did announce over the weekend that Crown Princess Victoria's name day, which is a summer celebration in July, will be celebrated as kind of as normal, uh, or at least the royal family would be at the concert, um, which is really exciting because last year was um, Victoria and Daniel and Estelle and Prince Carl, Prince Carl Philip and Princess Sophia also came, um, but it was, I mean, that was it, and I think like the organizer 
and the awardee of that year. Like, it was pretty chill. Um, I don't even know. It, I think it was televised, but I'm not sure. Um, and typically Vic Victoria Doggin is what it's called. I think I accidentally called it her name day. It's her birthday. Um, and so they have a huge celebration, um, on the island and it's just really fun. Um, and so I'm really excited. So they announced that would be somewhat normal this year. So fingers crossed. Um, and then speaking of Crown Princess Victoria today or on Friday, Rather, she met with representatives of the UN Development Program uh, to discuss the development goals of the United Nations. Um, and then Prince Daniel digitally participated in the graduation ceremony for cadets of the police academy. Um, and at the time, there was not a lot of detail written on this, but I will go check now um, to see if there were any events over the weekend, although I'm fairly certain there were not. There weren't any scheduled. So, um, ba -ba 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 -ba. where is it? Okay. I'm looking this up on my phone, which is not how I normally look up their stuff. Um, yeah. So there were no events over the weekend. It really looks like this week too, by the way, is going to be super slow for Sweden, which is fine. Um, like, there's an event on Tuesday and an event on Friday. It doesn't mean that things won't get filled in, but um, it is very slow looking this week. Um, but we are we are approaching summer. So things kind of ramped up in mid-May and now we're going to kind of dwindle down again um, as in the lead up to summer holidays and... Um, like I said, I, I've talked about this, but I'll talk about it here now as well. Um, this podcast will go on a break in August, not a full break, but we will drop down to weekly episodes in August um, to give me some time to recollect myself and come up with new ideas. Although I've been coming up with new ideas and starting to implement them on like Instagram, um, but to come up with new ideas nonetheless. Um, and also just kind of reset for the next couple months ahead. Um, so we do that twice a year on this podcast. I take August, um, and December to do like weekly episodes. Cause those are typically some slow months anyway. Um, so that's the plan as of now, definitely we'll take August, um, to do weekly. And, um, so we're gearing up towards that. Obviously it's still like a month and a half away, but just I like to remind everyone because it feels really strange to be taking a break because um, I think this is like I don't know it's it feels like I've been a lot more consistent this year so far so I'm, I feel like I'm recording a lot more than I did last year in this time frame which I probably am because COVID um last year but anyway, that is what was going on in all of our countries today. Please check out the website, thedailyroyal.com. <laughs> like I said, I'm doing some really great things over on Instagram. So go check that out at the Daily Royal. Um, and then the Daily Royal podcast on YouTube. Not doing super fancy things over there, but each episode is also posted on YouTube. Um, you can go check them out there as well. So with that, I am going to end this episode and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Monday.